Welcome to Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. This is a space where we aim to help, educate and entertain you on all aspects of life. Each week we will be here live to inspire you to take action in your own life. We will bring together a beautiful mix of practical logic and spiritual intuition to help you live life your way. Our last episode, The Courage to Retreat, touched a chord with many listeners as they reached out and shared their own experiences of and desires to go on retreat. Fresh from our own retreat experiences, today we sit down to reflect on how the retreat experience was and lessons for integration being back in the real world. This one for me, Lou, is a really multifaceted conversation. <laughs> because <You> think? <laughs> the thing that strikes me about it is, yes, we can go on retreat. Yes, we've been on retreat yep. and we'll share our experiences throughout this conversation but quite often I think if you haven't been on retreat you might think well that's all well and good that Mm. was fun Mm. now I've got to go back into my life yep and I might have changed but you know my routine hasn't changed or the people I'm working with haven't changed Mm. or the people I'm living with Mm. haven't changed the real world hasn't changed yep so it's feels or can feel a little bit wobbly yes when you come back yeah from retreat depending what it is that you've done yeah and i mean and 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 even if someone i guess one of our listeners hasn't been on retreat but has attended a course so it might have been a personal development course it could be a professional course where they might have learned some communication skills or something and you go you put yourself back into a new environment so you know what i mean so whether you I'm sure we can all think of examples where that's been the case and you go, well, I've learned some new things. My values might have been clarified. I might have had an opportunity to sit and think about some stuff. How do I communicate or whatever it might be? And as you say, it's like, oh, okay. So now I'm in and around others. What do I do? How do I still live what I learned, put it into practice. Because I think one of the things as Australians we tend to do, dare I say, some of that tall poppy stuff. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally agree with that. And it can be really challenging if you feel that you've got something that's benefited you, mm. that's changed you, that is perhaps helpful for others, mm. yet... You know, that Australian tall poppy thing might come into play and you then feel a little bit less than for yeah, you know, the change that has come about in you. And as you said, you don't necessarily need to go away for a week. You no. can easily attend a two hour workshop, which yes. is so, so powerful. Yep. That has got your neurons firing in such a different way yeah. that you're starting to shift and think. Exactly. Very differently. Because that's where we need to be mindful of getting really clear on what are some of the things that I learned Mm. in the course of some retreat time away or in a new program because as we want to do new things we learn new things like you said neurons are firing we we want we're creating new pathways it might be difficult and awkward but there was a reason why we were inspired to go and do invest money in something so we kind of owe it to ourselves and that honouring that financial investment or even time investment, time and money, same sides of, you know, two sides of the same coin. 
got to look at what that actually means. How do we honor that in our everyday life? So because we've had such different retreat experiences, it's probably worth just kind of talking a bit about those. Yeah. So I actually have been on two. Yes, that's right. You, Lou, have been on one. Mm. So perhaps if I share my first and you share yes. yours and then I can share yes. So then it's not me <laughs> well, talking. It's, it's the sequence of timing events. It is. Absolutely. So my first retreat was me. So my first retreat a few months ago yes. was me taking myself away on my own. Mm. So I chose a place which was in driving distance mm-hmm. so I could just pack the car up. I went away, it happened to fall on school holidays, Mm. which was convenient because hubby and our son then went away on their own little week away holiday, which Mm -hmm. worked out beautifully um, for them. But I just took myself off to a little place on my own, had a full, you know, kitchen facilities, there was no television. This was a really cool little Airbnb on a property and there was supposed to be Wi-Fi, but it really wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) So that's actually not such a bad thing either, right? So I went to this place. I arrived on the Monday and I left on the Sunday. Mm -hmm. And... I only left that... Actually, I left the building three times. Mm. Once was to go for a walk up and down the dirt track, which was adjacent to the property. So that really wasn't going out. That was just me getting outside. The second time I went out, I went to a felt-making workshop, which the Airbnb host had said, hey, just down at the local town, there's this workshop on, if you're interested. Yes. And I kind of ummed and ahed about that and thought, oh, I don't really know. But then at five o'clock the day before, I just sent a message to the lady running it and she yep. had space. So I went to that. Yep. And then the only other time I left on the Saturday, there's some local markets. And I mm. thought, I'll go down early. I was yep. up early and they started at, say, 7 a.m. So I went down early, was there before the crazy busy, because mm. they're quite popular, yep. of those markets and then came home. Other than those three things, yep. what did I do? Yeah. I read mm. a lot. Yep. I think I read three books off the bookshelf of the place I was staying at. There was this really cool little outdoor bathroom which had a bathtub on a deck yeah. um, which overlooked a field and mm. you know animals and nature. So I had a bath every single day, sometimes at 10 a.m. Yep. I napped. Yeah. I'd taken all my meals with me. So I didn't even really need to cook dinner. I just needed to say reheat dinner. But that particular retreat for me was really giving myself space Mm -hmm. away from everything. Mm. So away from my routine, away from my email, away from the world really to cocoon and nurture myself. Mm. And it would be beautiful in the afternoons I'd sit out on this little chair and just watch the sun go down over the, um, you know, the mountains. At night was cold, so I'd stoke the fire early. Yep. I'd just sit and stare at the fire. Beautiful. It's like my bush TV. And then I'd go to bed early if I felt mm. like it or if I didn't, I'd just keep reading my book. Yeah. So it was a really gentle week mm-hmm. of just listening to my body. Yep. And giving it really what it needed. Mm. And interestingly, things kind of would appear 
when I needed them. So our lovely hosts had you know, beautiful fruit trees and one day I open up the door and there's this gorgeous basket of lemons and mandarins. Yeah. It's like, that's exactly what I need Perfect. right now. Yeah. So it was really gentle. It's probably the most gentle retreat mm. I've ever gifted myself. I came back not feeling like a new woman. Okay. But I came back feeling like I'd at least gifted myself time away from my chaos mm. so that I could start to make sense of some things. Okay. And as you know, I'm quite a writer. So mm. towards the end of that week, inspiration was coming and I started to do a little bit of writing. Okay. So that felt really good as well. So it really sounds like you honored the daily routine just as it unfolded you know paused went with the energy of going okay i feel like having a bath now or i feel like oh i will just see if that workshop has a space Mm. how have you i guess were there any particular insights that you know you that really jumped out at you so you said you didn't come back feeling like a new woman so any insights that you've had that you've brought back? Yeah, from that. Mm. I realised that some of the... not I don't have health problems, but some mm. of the health little niggly things mm. that had been going on for me prior to going away yeah. that week, it gave me time to sit with them enough to go okay, you probably do need to go see the doctor about that. Like you probably do need to get a blood test to check your iron levels or you probably do need to get that, you know, other test done or whatever. So that was good because it it gave me time instead of going, oh, well, you know, I've just got a headache or I'm tired because I'm busy. It gave me that space which said, you know, yes, that may be the case, but it may not. Mm. So actually honour yourself enough to you know go and see the doctor or go and get the mm. test so that was really powerful for yep. me yeah and i don't think i ignore my health i'm actually quite healthy yeah. and eat well yep. and exercise and all that kind of stuff but it was just that another little step mm. i think which was really good to have brought that back and it's mm. allowed me now to be aware of what those symptoms are yeah on a day-to-day basis and go, oh, I actually haven't had as many headaches now. I wonder what that is mm. from or why that's the case. So it's almost like by taking time out and anyone can do it, like even if it's not a big chunk of time, but what you've said is you've, it's almost like you've honoured that value of health and anyone can do that by yeah, taking that time out to go, I'm tuning in i'm pausing and i'm not going to ignore those niggly things so it's Mm. like no matter what situation you find yourself in you can go i have continued as in i've brought that noticing back into my everyday oh yeah yeah absolutely and now it's like oh okay that's interesting i can feel Mm. that shift in my body or hold on i don't actually really like that feeling so because you're noticing the feeling noticing and look i always you always do but i always noticed it but i just put it down to other factors Mm. so let's move on because i know when i was on retreat yes at my week away you and i connected over 
Skype, I think it was. I think it was, yes. And you were sitting by a pool. Yep. In Sri Lanka. Yeah. So share that. So that was my um, yoga retreat. So I did an 11-day kundalini yoga retreat. And again, it's so funny because I had never done kundalini before. Like literally it was, I didn't know I was going to go like a month before. It was just like I had this thing, I had this feeling that I kind of went, you know, I, I really just feel like I need to retreat. You know, and like, you know, we talked, had done retreats. But anyhow, this one here really spoke to me because it was a variety of things. One, it combined, um, you know, a country I love. So that was my second trip um, to Sri Lanka. Um, so I, I knew that it would be fantastic, you know, like I... There was no issue. I had my shots. I knew that everything was going to be great from that perspective. You know, very safe, beautiful country. People are awesome. Uh, and, you know, my love of yoga. And I went, oh, my gosh, I've always wanted to do kundalini. It's been one of those ones because it combines a bit about, you know, chakras and that sort of stuff. So, you know, that's that's an emerging area that I guess over the last couple of years, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And what was really good, so it was that leap of faith. I know nothing about it. I'm just going to do it because, you know, read the description. I went, oh, that sounds, that could be very, very beneficial. So doing the practice of, you know, two and a half hours of yoga every morning. Um, so, you know, getting up at whatever practice starts at 6 a.m., two and a half hours of, you know, kundalini plus another style of, of, of yoga afterwards with the resident yoga teacher. And then, you know, breakfast. And then the day unfolded. Our gorgeous, um, you know, host of, of, you know, retreat facilitator really had this amazing program. But the fluidity of how that program unfolded, you couldn't plan it. Mm -hmm. Because something would happen and then we'd do whatever. And then would just be these magical experiences that would just unfold yes some of it was absolutely planned we had some sequence things but some of it was just incredible like you 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 can't plan the magic that unfolded so it's something like that for me was was incredible so that's you know and, and food and connections and conversations with people and I think by the end of retreat it helped me to as you know certainty and you know all that sort of stuff is a big button for me to go oh but in that course of that program, it was that recognition of, and I think one of our first episodes of, you know, that courage to retreat or just accepting the unfolding, unknown way that life is. It's going, what are my values? How do I approach things courageously? How do I use my strengths to approach the unknown with energy, zest and enthusiasm and curiosity? And that's what made it a fantastic retreat. So it was my mental thing to go, I've never done Kundalini. I was chanting. I was singing mantras. I've never done that before. Now I can say, yes, I'm a chanter. Like, what? <laughs> so you brought that back with yeah. you and now you are yeah. you're finding it a really beneficial part of your day. Mm. So there's, there's multiple things I've brought back. One is being okay with the unknown. 
Two, following the magic as things appear. I'm noticing things far more to go, wow, that just appeared. That's really interesting. So I'm far more present, mindful, and noticing. Um, the other thing is those daily practices. So my um, gorgeous um, guru, um, you know, she came up with it with a whole range of, of, of um, you know, a, a program of kriyas, meditations, and um, mantras for me to do when I go back into my normal life. I was doing so when I came back. You know, I'm up to probably day 38 or 39 of my 40-day program. Can't miss a day. If I miss a day, go back to 40, number one, and then go up to 40. But what was interesting was I had went, okay, yes, I'm going to approach it as I've got to do this full practice. And it's an hour and a half of this combination of things. And as I've gone through, I've adjusted it to tweak. So instead of doing three main components all in the morning, like I still get up nice and early, but I'll do this component now so i'll do my careers the the yoga poses um and, and practice at one particular point then when i'm making breakfast you know i'll be singing my mantras or when i'm driving the car like i will sing you know um and then in the evening now is when i do my meditation before bed okay so much so what was hilarious like i finished my meditation last night I woke up at three o'clock this morning. My meditation track was still going. Oh, I love that. I know, right? So in my head, subliminally, there was my, I was chanting my meditation to go, well, that's a bit curious. Um, so I think now that I'm back, it's, it's, I really believe these home practices is what are we doing in the everyday? So I went hardcore straight up going, it must be this. I must do it exactly like this. You know, there's that little perfectionist in me going, my teacher said it's got to be like this, but I checked in to go, if I, if I massage this and this, how does this sit? Mm. So I went, I'm back in my real world. How do I integrate it? So, so do you feel that when you brought it back mm-hmm. and you thought, right, I've got to do it all in the morning. Yeah. When you felt that was the case, is that because when you were on retreat, mm-hmm. that's how it went down? Yeah. And that made yeah. sense yep. in that space yep. because of the way the day was planned. But then when you brought it back, you've kind of gone, well, it's not very practical or it doesn't feel right and I don't feel the benefits perhaps throughout the day like you feel splitting it up it was beneficial for Um, your um energy level your no i mean the doing it all in the morning was fantastic but it got to that point where an hour and a half in the morning where um you know if i got up late because i was getting up you know four four twenty one or starting my practice around you know quarter to five um you know i could do it some days but then you know as life got busier and, you know, extra demands came on. I kind of thought, I'm going to be gentle with myself. So I checked it. Because, like, in, in retreat, we did yoga in the evening as well. So I knew there was possibilities around when you do different things. So, again, just checking in to go, okay, is it okay if I break this up to go, is there, you know, the, does this seems And okay? did, you, did you feel that you needed permission from the lady who took the course mm-hmm. to say, yes, it's okay, you could break it up? Or was this something that was already on your mind anyway and you're thinking on a practical nature or, you know, personally I prefer yep. to break it up and it was nice just to have her confirmation? I want, yeah, I wanted the confirmation because in my mind it was I knew there was a specific um, prescription, as it were, as mm. to this is my prescription of activity and I wanted to just check in to go um, how does this sit contextually um, in line with the theory of what we're trying to do here to get, 
you know. So then I was kind of going, yeah, no, okay, I can do this and I can do that then. Because I wanted to, I value, I value my health. I'm valuing that calming that monkey mind and just doing those sort of simple things so then I can sleep. And it's funny, like I've never been a meditator and doing these little practices. I've had the craziest, most amazing dreams. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Welcome to the world of meditating. Oh, it's my gosh. Of, I think it's one of the benefits. Actually. I know. So it's been very fascinating. So mm-hmm. if I didn't question and wonder, I wonder how I could approach this in a slightly different way, I wouldn't have necessarily been having some more mindful parts of my day. So I will dream something. And then, so I, funnily enough, I had a dream and it was, uh, I didn't realize till the next day who was in my dream. I'm at the shop with my mum. What comes on? Kylie Minogue. At the time, she was dating Michael Hutchins. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, I just remembered I had a dream about Kylie Minogue and Michael Hutchinson <laughs> when they were dating. And they were in my dream. And I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like going, how random is that? Very random. You know, old but school cool. Kylie is not on the radio very often. No. <laughs> no. But it. It's funny because it's when we do these practices, taking that time, that's when it's going, okay, what the heck is it we're learning? What are our values? How can we embed this in our everyday to make everyday life easier? Really? But also what it's done, what I'm hearing as well, Mm. is that it's really increased your awareness Mm. of your daily life. Yes. And what either feels right or doesn't feel mm. right but also those messages as you said mm. or the dreams which is also a form of message mm. to you so that's really powerful i know hilarious mm. hilarious so i guess that that those would be some of my tips for people whether you've gone on a workshop or something or rather because we can throw the baby out with the bathwater. oh it's too hard i can't do what's expected of me And then we have to go, okay, I might not be able to do that to the full extent, but I'm going to commit to doing something. Yes. So retreat number three for Helen Joy Butler. Let's hear it. (laughs) Okay. So retreat number three for me was... Oh, sorry, retreat number two, but third in the conversation. Correct. Thank you. Um, It was five days. Mm. No, maybe six. We arrived on the Friday... And we left on the Wednesday. Mm. So it's kind of like six days, yep. five nights, I think, that adds up to. And I have been on retreat to this particular place yes. and with this particular teacher a number of times. So mm. this venue is in Byron Bay. Yep. It is a retreat space that anyone running a retreat can go and utilize. So it's okay. not a facility that always runs, say, yoga retreats or mm-hmm. a facility that runs Tai Chi retreats. It's a, a, a space you hire it out and you do what your retreat content mm. is. Most people that go there, are it's around personal development and growth yeah. kind of stuff. So uh, two weeks before the retreat, we had to make changes to our diet. Mm. Um, so no refined sugar, no alcohol, um, reduction no of red meat, no coffee. So I'd already done that yeah. a number of years ago anyway. So none of that really affected me at the time, which was great. So we also then had to do some meditations and spending time in nature. Mm. So we had to do a meditation just twice. Yep. That's it. And then sit in nature about 10 minutes a day. Of course, Helen went, that's it. I'm serious about this. So I did the meditation twice a day. Yep. So I'd done it over 20 times before Mm. I got there. 
and Saturday night to 30 minutes a day. Yeah. So I really wanted to energetically be prepared for the work that we were going to do because mm. this was a very much a shamanic retreat. Okay, yeah. So what does what does that mean? Just quickly? I don't even know if I can define okay. what it means, Lou. Maybe that's another session. Maybe that's another session. I think that's probably yep, a yep, um, yeah. conversation to be had. <laughs> but so, internal processing and journeying and, and, and awareness sort of yes, stuff. Yes, and there was also a really nice blend of sacred geometry with this particular that's retreat. That's probably another conversation as well. Totally. So we um, pretty much worked all day. We, yep. you know, Besides, you'd have breakfast and then you would be in the hall from say 9 30 mm-hmm. and then on off during the day from mm-hmm. about six o'clock so you know we're doing activities we're doing lots of meditations we're um doing lots of journeying or uh, lots of journaling journaling yes so <coughs> just writing what's popping and, and coming yeah. to you yeah yeah so and also some partner work mm, so okay. you know i might for example sit with you and be asking you questions and and helping guide some yeah some flow of great ideas yeah. for you from your guides or your yep. spirit team. So it's an interesting place to go, this mm. venue, because you really are cocooned away from the world. We yes. were off on no Facebook, no, you know, Twitter or Instagram, any of that, no emails, none of that. Yep. No contact with our family. There was a phone number that family could call if there was emergencies. Yep. But other than that, we were isolated in, in this place. And you're with, you know, nearly 30 other people who mm. are doing the same thing. And you're all kind of increasing your vibration over the week. Mm. So on the last day, you then get in your car and you drive home. Now, there's nothing better than driving from Byron Bay to Brisbane on the Gold Coast Highway with traffic <laughs> and roadworks <laughs> and school pickup time to bring you down from where you were on retreat. That said, I walked into our house when I finally got home. Yeah. And I just felt really for the one of a better word, zen. Great. Wow, that's great. Yeah. And my husband was cooking dinner. In fact, he was cooking enough dinner for the next three nights. So it was Brilliant. like I didn't even need to cook. It was wonderful. The next day, because we were told, okay, do nothing. Yeah. Don't do any meditating. Don't do any journaling. Don't yep. do anything. Go and eat that big blobber steak and eat the red, drink the red wine and do eat whatever it is. Eat that chocolate. Have that coffee. Do whatever it is you want to do. Um, for at least three or four days and then come back to the work. I found that really hard. I found it really hard to disconnect because mm. I was just going, I want to get into it. I want to keep going. I still want to, you know, connect and do some more extension of the activities that okay. we've done on retreat. So the day after I got back, I was really a bit floaty and was just a bit, mm. I don't think I was vague, but I was just very much in a different headspace. Yep. And so now it's literally been two weeks yep. and a bit um, since I got back. So what does that look like now, mm. right? Because, you know, I'm still running my business. I've still got family and all yep. of that kind of stuff, vacuuming and all that exciting stuff that mothers have <laughs> to do or women have to do in the household. And what I do now is I do have that morning and evening yeah. practice. Yeah. But And what I say by that is we, we learn very shamanic techniques which are not shareable yeah so i use do those morning and evening and then throughout the day i also reconnect in with what those mm. techniques are to okay. make sure i'm not feeling you know um uncentered or wobbly yep. or whatever yeah 
But what I found with the two weeks prior and up to this point, mm. the work that I do, because through the elemental space clearing, it's mm-hmm. very much an energetic mm. practice. Like, yes. you know, I'm clearing your office, for example, from yeah. hundreds of kilometres away yeah. or thousands of kilometres yeah. away. My ability to do that has increased exponentially. Fantastic. It's not that I couldn't do it before. No, no, but... but the new level or something? It's a new level yeah. of um, awareness that I have yes. around the work okay. that I'm doing. So now I will still go and sit outside, yeah. in, whether it's to read a book or eat my yeah. lunch yeah. or, you know, the other day I was out there doing some journaling or I might even take my computer onto mm. the deck and I'll be sitting yeah. outside. So I'm integrating those learnings yeah and i have been doing this for some time yes you have many years actually so it's nearly become for me as simple as breathing Mm. because i haven't had to go here's a square peg in a round hole i've got to jam this new thing i've learned into my life Mm. because over time i've done that and i've shed away a lot of the things that i that i don't need to do in my life so you've you've like again so this retreat just really helped you to clarify and confirm out of my different practices these are the ones that really work for me i think what it did yes it clarified ones that work for Mm. me but what it also did was it gave me I want to say new tools, but they weren't new tools. It was nearly like I was reconnecting with tools Mm. or abilities or, you know, experiences I've had before. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. there was an awareness that I already had them, but these were just like being relit for me or re-sparked. Yeah, dusted off to go, you know what? Now is the time to do this particular thing. thing. Yeah, and to focus on it more strongly. Mm. And since I've done that even prior to going on retreat so what are we talking about we're really talking about walking your own path stepping onto whatever authenticity looks like for you Mm -hmm. allowing stuff to slough away that's not yours or doesn't even yes it isn't even yours and can just go right so essentially what this has allowed me this particular retreat has allowed me to do is to go this is the path you're here to walk helen and really given me the confidence to do that. Mm. And that certainly would not have happened if I hadn't gifted myself that time mm. away. So it's almost like saying I've got greater clarity around what I feel really no issue with saying no to. And I have no issues saying yes to these things. So it's almost like your compass is just really home. You know the lane you're in. And you're swimming stroke. Yeah. By stroke yeah, towards that. So it's given you that extra bit of courage. So in taking the courage to retreat, mm. it's given you the courage to really go, actually, yeah, no, I, I know that I'm on path. Because yeah. then when you come back to integration, like back into normal life, you may be saying no to people or you might be saying some things like that that people go, oh. Yeah. Interestingly, um, I think things that I would normally say no to just aren't even coming to me. Yeah, great. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... it's I've, boundaries. Boundaries, but also I've just stepped up, and I did this a number of mm. years ago. I just stepped up and said to the universe, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I'm sick of fighting. I'm really going to surrender. Whatever the hell is supposed to happen, you just make it happen. Yes. 
and now I'm seeing yeah. it happen. But it took a lot of courage. It took a lot of messy tears. I think I recall mm. texting you from a yeah. particular retreat going, oh, my God, I'm falling yep. apart. I'm about to die. Um, <laughs> but it, once you hit that breaking point yes. in your own life yeah. and you literally surrender, which is what I did, mm. now it's like all these things have aligned. And yep. look, I'm not saying everything's perfect in my life, but what I'm saying is I have greater clarity because I've gifted retreat mm. And so then when I step back into my normal life, yes. if I connect in with that compass, that clarity compass, yep. continually throughout the day, I totally 100% trust it now. Yeah. I think one thing that just popped, I guess, in my head was it's there's multiple levels of surrender. So I can think back, you know, a year ago, you know, stuff going down was like, okay, you know, there's a point at which you go, okay, that's that. And then it was like, you know, when I got to this point of mail, whatever it was when I went, you know, I really need to stop again, surrender. Mm. Like there's multiple points at mm. which we go through these things to go, look, I, I don't know. I don't care. Just, you know, use me, whatever high being, universe, God, whatever, whatever speaks to you. And for me, it was that thing to go, that quiet prayer to go, you know what? I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I will follow. I will, you know, use me for something good. Yeah. 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 And so that's what you're saying. It's like these multiple points at which you do when you get to that point of just going, okay, I'm here. Mm. Well, because we can fight, we can push, and we all, all, we all, all deal it. with really bad stuff in our yep. lives. And we all push against it. We all yep. go, I can't possibly have that thing or that relationship or yep. that job or that thing happen to me. It's just not fair. Yes. It's not fair. And we no. fuse with it. We get stuck with it. Yeah. We're yep. not letting it go because that's our story. It defines who yep. we think we are. But then we let that go and go, well, actually, I'm not going to tell that story anymore. No. Because it's happy to put it down. Mm. It's only a story. Yeah. And it's a story we tell ourselves. So I think we're probably going to have to wrap it up because mm. this episode is getting quite long. But. Lou and I were already spoken. I think we're going to be revisiting this yes. concept of retreat. And I'm, we're hoping perhaps to invite someone else to join us to share her experience because she has just gone off on her very first ever mm. retreat. So please keep your ears and eyes tuned for more on the concept of retreating because I think it's life-changing. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's a short period yes. of retreat time or a long period of yep. retreat time. Two hours on a Sunday afternoon can be the same sort of experiences. Absolutely. And you could do that once or you could do it regularly. Yep. Yeah, totally. So thank you for being here, everyone. We hope you enjoy this episode of Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. Take care and we look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode. Mm-hmm.